Do you want to introduce? Yeah, okay. Uh, today we uh, – well, welcome, Hard Yarners. Today we are joined by <laughs> – I don't know how he can describe him. Pokemon hustler. <laughs> uh, Professional ex, boxer. Ex uh, bikey president and uh, just an all-round uh, really hard worker. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Matt Floyd. Oh, the Jedi. Floyd. How, how, what do we talk about today? Do you, do Is we it remember? Floyd or Lloyd? Floyd. Yeah, Floyd, right. Yeah. 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 Matt, um, the Jedi Floyd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so what do we cover? Hmm. Can't remember. In today's <laughs> um, every, yeah, I don't know. Just boxing, yeah. Russian pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. yep, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, we covered uh, Pokemon, your Pokemon cards. card stall, which is the craziest thing. Mm, growing up in, um, foster, in care. foster care. Yeah. Um, um, police corruption. Yeah, setting up pedophiles. Mm. Um, mate, it's fucking, and it gets intense very, very quickly. Intense. Yeah. Um, but, mate, very good episode. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. And um, and good luck with your fight good on luck. Friday night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And thanks to uh, a friend of yours and a friend of ours. Yes. Ian at Raunchy. Yes, Raunchy. For the, sponsoring the pod. The beer that actually tastes good. Yeah, I had a couple of heavy diesels. Uh, oh, and shout out to his mechanic shop, winning the uh, best mechanic shop. Are you serious? On the Bosch Awards. Yeah, did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so his uh, his motor shop won the best, I think I'm pretty sure it was best mechanics from the Bosch Awards. Yeah, fuck. So okay, cool. Well, not I'll, just doing beers. I need some stuff done. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, send it in. Um, yeah. But yeah, sick. Uh, they've been fucking awesome. And then and for everyone who's listening, you might hear ads. Remember, the reason we've got ads at the moment is because we don't have enough Patreon. So yeah. if you'd like to join our Patreon, join for $5 a, a month, $10 yeah. a month or $20 a month, but There's whatever. A fresh one going up. We just did with my mate A. Saxon, who's a rapper yep. uh, with Squirrely Cam and me. And you can hear me and Delby try and record an ad for 12 minutes and do about five or six takes, yeah. stupid shit like that. So it's fun. You get a bit of bonus content. You get ticket um, discount codes for shows. And yep, yeah, cool. So All right, well, let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. Five D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host Daniel Delby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. All right. All right. We're here with the, the forces strong with this one. <laughs> the Jedi. We're here with the Jedi. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's kick off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you've... So, you guys have been talking, you and Brandon. Yeah, just having a few chats. Had a yep. phone call yesterday. Good. Yep. So, hmm. So, um, yeah, introduce yourself. Uh, Matty Floyd. I'm, uh, I guess, a pro boxer from WA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so, to be a pro boxer, um, did you come up and do, like, do you, I don't even know how to become a pro boxer. Do you start amateurs and then you decide when you're going to go pro? Have you had bulk amateur fights before turning pro? I uh, fought kickboxing and did a bit of MMA. Yeah, yeah right. I went pro. Um <laughs> I wanted to go pro on boxing when I was um, uh, probably around 23, 24, yeah. but then I went to jail for um, bashing that pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but straight we, into it. Yeah, so maybe we... Tell us about... Yeah, tell us about it. I know nothing. Because obviously um, vigilantism, I guess, is it's, it's not great, but at the same time, fucking 
pedophiles. Like, yeah. fuck them, you know? So, um, yeah, got the, well, let's start down that path before we go down to boxing. So, uh, you've got a bit of a history and, um, yeah, we'll talk us through that. Um, so, yeah, we um, we were, like, doing it for – yeah, we're running around. I, I grew up in, like, uh, foster care and homes and things like that. Yeah. So, I stayed with a family that was, like, one of the biggest pedophile families in WA when I was about 10. Really? Yeah. Fuck. And, and you uh, obviously, well, you how did. does that happen? So you're in foster care and you get yeah, put with pedophiles. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, when you were, I don't know how it is these days, but back then, I don't think they're really. Well, I had a foster child when I was like 23, 24, and I was president of a bikey club. They never even checked up on me. Yeah, right. And I had a foster child. Fuck. It wasn't even hard work. And they took him off me when I went to jail for bashing the pedophile. Right. <laughs> what a full circle of events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. So when I was a kid, I, um, I, um, yeah, I don't think they really check or anything like that. Like, didn't no one ever came check? I was yeah. there for several months. Yeah, um, I ran away from there. They got done maybe a year, year and a half after I was living there. Yeah, because um, I kept quiet about it all. I never really spoke up about it until really like the last few years, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So what happened? So, you're, fuck. This is so intense. Just straight yeah, off the, the start. bat. So, so we, like, your to mm. to be put into foster care. Do you know? Like, are you comfortable talking about? This? Yeah. I'm yeah. So, do you know your parents? How did that end up? And then, oh, yeah, how old were you? And like, yeah. My mum, my mum was off and on with her, living with her, and then living with other people. My mum was always being sick and that. Yeah. In and out of hospital. Sounds like Johnny P. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, we had oh yeah. Rapper yeah. on Johnny mm. P. Very similar. His mum was sick, mm. and he was looking basically her sole carer. Yeah. Um, my mum was a good like mum, like loving and all that. She just has her own mental issues and yeah. mm-hmm. had her own shit going on. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So I would always. Say with other family or how old are you at this time? Um, it was always on and off from like from my memory from like five onwards. Yeah, I remember living with her ex husband before her when I was like young for for a long period of time. Yeah, and then he um he left because he went to Adelaide and then yeah it was just always. Did you have a good relationship with him or not? Yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, he was like yeah really good. I'm fighting in Adelaide next week. I'll probably see him when I'm over there. Yeah, I, awesome. I saw I didn't see him for like. For a long time, because he left me when I was a kid, but then I caught up with him again a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And was it he left because things with mum? No, 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 no. So he was with my mum before me. So he wasn't with my mum. Oh wow! When I was living with him, he was like the ex. He um, met a woman that didn't like me because I wasn't his kid, and then one day he just left Adelaide because she was real like funny on me. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I was about eight years old, I think, or maybe ten. Yeah. Fuck, that sucks, man. So, he, so you've you've established this relationship with someone, and then they've. They're gone as well. So fuck. And then, are you still in contact with your mum as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. great. So, who decides to put you in foster care? Is that something that you had no choice over? Did yeah, no, you didn't, have, you didn't like have a choice. I was staying with different people, and then there was this foster family that ended up taking me in that I met at the Cannibal Markets from just staying with different people. So yeah, what, what do you mean? Uh, hang on. Yeah. So, yeah. How you're you just at the markets, like, yeah. like buying stuff? No, nah, I was working at the Canning Bell Markets, buying and selling Pokemon cards to start off with. See. And then I started Your own little stall, like, yeah. side hustle thing? How, how old were you? Ten. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, sick. What was your most expensive card? So I'm going hell yeah, off track, yeah, yeah. No, we'll come, come back. back. We'll yeah. come back. Back then, Charizard was still the most expensive card then, but they're only, like, $20, $25 back then, yeah. which was, like, a bit. But um, 
Oh, actually, no. Nah, there was a there was like a Japanese Mew card back then. That was worth like eighty bucks. Yeah, oh, right. So you, and back then, that's like fucking stacks, especially when you're ten. Yeah. What do they go for now? Because I saw like Logan Paul. Yeah, bought like a million dollar mint condition one. Or yeah, something some like bullshit that. expensive one. Do you still know much about it? Yeah, heaps. I've got about. I've probably got a million dollars worth of Pokemon cards right now. What? What? Yeah. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And what are they just like? You're just holding on to them. Will they ever lose value? Do you think? I don't know, man. It's like they went up heaps during co- everything went up during COVID. Yeah, but um, I'm just gonna hang on to them anyway. Yeah, that's that's not the description I was expecting. Ex <laughs> bikey owns million dollars Pokemon cards. How do you do? You just accumulate. Well, obviously you've been doing it since you were ten. Do you accumulate that? Were you buying packs and just hoping to get rare ones? Or no, I um, whenever I, I started off my little hustle, I'd always start it off a bit dodgy. Like <laughs> I, I'd have to. I just, <laughs> just self-drawn ones. Oh, this is a Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, pinch, pinching. Nah, I think I'd like maybe pinch them from the shops in the pack or whatever. Because like, yeah, yeah. I never had money to make money. So I'd always have to... But I always paid it all back. I'd always go back to the shop I stole from and put it in the donation box or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fucking... How <laughs> admirable. That's Robin Hood. I, like, I was like a, yeah, like a cream kid with like a conscience, I guess. Or something. <laughs> Crematu. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Delby when he used to Charging do, hard. You remember you used to do those challenges where you'd steal from the front? Your yeah. empathy would kick in of being a good person. But yeah. like it's well, when I was a kid, we had a we could see who could who could steal the the best thing closest to the counter. So my pride and joy was a Cadbury cream egg because they were uh, right there. They were right there. And I asked how much something was and he put his head down underneath for the lollies. And as he came up, I did the switcheroo. But I never went back. Life hack. And I don't hope anyone doesn't take... Uh, Scotty off me for this, but if you ever want to steal something, just give it to your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know she had it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you've got, say, over time, you've just found super rare ones, or have you, like, <laughs> nah, so invested was, in some and bought some? Or Back then, I was always switched on. I um, Back then, like 20 years ago, people weren't buying stuff online from America and things like that, so yeah. I started doing that. So as soon as I made a few hundred bucks, I... Um, I remember walking into the markets on my own when I was 10 and I went like back then there was only the shops in the middle, like the food. Yeah. And I thought, where's the most traffic? And it was where the food was. So that yeah. one spot in the middle of the Cannibale markets and they were packed back then. Mm. You normally have to line up for hours just to get a bay. And I would literally walk in there and plant my little table out the front of that food place. What, we just don't ask anyone? Just right, yeah, yep. 100%. I got in trouble halfway through the day, but I think they felt sorry for me. They let me finish the day there and then they let me keep going back as long as I bought their tables. Oh, cool. Like six bucks, you got like a dollar back at the end of the day sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Because normally you'd have to buy like, I end up getting my own bay, like so it's like your own shop where you pay $30 where you have your own bay. Yeah. I'm up to that. But I, um, I'd start going week by week and I'd save the money. And as soon as I had enough, I started buying them from America, like the boxes, yeah. like the packets, and I'd get them like, you know, back then you'd get things six months, nine months, whatever, a year before WA would get them. Australia. Yeah. So I was getting all these and people were spinning out because no one would know and you wouldn't tell them. Yeah. And I'd be getting, and then I made more money because I was, had all this new shit. And, um, that's pretty cool. You're in, a le- you're in a legitimate import-export business. <laughs> I did not see this episode going down the <laughs> entrepreneur yeah. side hustle. I love this shit, man. This it's so sick. good. That's yeah. what you read about, like, the guys that end up as, like, Richard Branson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah, started like, out fucking, even, yeah. like, Gary V. Like, yeah. what was he trading? But baseball and basketball cards yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. So sick. you made your own little empire from Pokemon. Yeah, then I built up to games about a year later because there's more money in games. What kind of games? Like, back then I bought Game Boy Advance back to WA. Oh, yeah. Game of Events only came to Perth and once again I went to Thailand and um, once again um, when I was 11 
once again, um, it was like a year ahead or however long. So I was bringing all these games back that no one even oh, seen. No, back then, there was yeah. like 10 games that you could get. And I was bought back hundreds of games. Yeah, wow. sick. And I was the first to <clears throat> do like... So people used to sell DVDs at the markets for like five bucks, ten bucks each, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, fuck, I'll put the DVD like in the case. I'll make the case. I'll print out like things to make it look legit. Yeah. yeah. Make my own covers and shit. No one was doing that then. They all do it now. Just yeah. the Balinese. <laughs> but I, yeah, but I didn't say it was from Balinese. I said they were from America. So yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I like covered them and and yeah, and then they end up being real shonky back then. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I made most of the money from the games. I made a lot from bringing them games back. That was a like, good idea. From yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Did you make many? You would have made a fuckload of friends coming, or they all like geeks, like coming to buy off you, oh. being ten or eleven. Or were you selling to adults? Nah, it was all cool shit. Yeah, heaps. Mainly you sell to adults and things like that. Even yeah. the Pokemon cards back then, you sell to a lot of adults. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. So, sorry. So, 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 so yeah. you, you meet a, a host family at the markets that you're working at. Yeah. So he had another shop there, and then he ended up taking me. And he was a fault. They had a fault. They had like fuck, probably like eight or nine kids there already. Yeah. Right. He had his own daughter. He was like an old looking. He looked like a bit of a bike himself, but and then he had like a young like wife. She was like twenty. He was like fifty. Yeah, right. Years old or something. Was this the the foster family that were yeah. pedos? Yeah. So this is almost like they've spotted you, learned about your situation, and started to groom you almost. Pretty much groom. Yeah. He told me like they always had these Pokemon cards, like this wicked collection. I never got to see like in the attic and ah. uh, and I. <laughs> I ended up, um, yeah, staying, like, living with him for several months. I was yeah. the oldest kid there. I was like, yeah, I would have been when I was doing the cards. So before the game, so I was still 10. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So for him to get custody of you, yeah. does your mum sign off on it? Does the state, do you? My mum, yeah, my mum knew about it. She never knew that anything happened there. She yeah. knew something happened later on in life to me. Yeah. But she never knew about that situation until, like, the last few years. Yeah. I never Fuck. spoke about it because, yeah. Well, is that something you feel comfortable about? About speaking about now, or what's a uh, you don't have to like. I um talk about. It. I just don't really like get into it. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Just say like. I but obviously, things. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It wasn't great. Um, and then so how did like yeah we, we can skip past that then. But um. But with with your I mean, my immediate thought goes to how's your relationship with your mum now? Like, do does she feel like she let you down? Do you feel she let you down, or is is what it is, or? You thought she thought it was the best thing for you at the no, time. No, she feels like shit all the time. She yeah. wishes that um, she's she's like, yeah, I think she struggles even now. Yeah, about it and I always, <coughs> I always tell her it's fine. Like it wasn't for everything. Like I wouldn't be who I am today. And yeah. I look after like her and my family. I look, I'm, a, I've done really good. Like to my family, and that's probably thanks to all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I know she always um, like really loved me. Like I was, it should always openly say I was her favorite child and everything. Like yeah. she um. She, yeah. So you got brothers and sisters? I got like my brother and sister, are, like fifteen years and like ten years older than me, or something. Yeah, okay, okay. cool. So, like another. Yeah. Um, uh, you, do you know marriage. them or not really? Uh, I speak to my sister. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, <clears throat> those sorts of relationships are uh, important to have when you're growing up. But you, like you said, and it's not a great situation, but it's crafted and shaped you to be the person you are, which is obviously very strong-willed, strong-minded, resilient, resilient. Um, but then, of course, it's sent you down some poor paths as well that you'd probably regret. I guess, well, uh, not regret, but I don't again. regret bashing the pedophile now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I regret like <clears throat> not showing a bit more. Fake remorse in the court or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, well, where does it stem from there? So, you're ten. You're mm. in foster care. Um, how do you get out of that? Mm. And where does where does that? Where's your next part of life go to? Have you? Are you learning to fight from a young age? Does it? 
does boxing happen later? Um, is is fighting a result of that? Learning that you need to be able to fucking defend yourself. Mm. What happens after that? Um, a few things happened growing up the way I did. Like um, I see my sister get um, you know bashed a few times, and there was always like drug dealers like running through the house and yeah. just all that sort of shit. So I guess um, we had like heaps of weird shit happening like fucking growing up. So I guess fighting was. I think I was born a fighter because I've always loved fighting and I've always, like, yeah. even from a kid, I always wanted to fight and fucking yeah. mm. either, like, be King Arthur, like, one of the knights or then fight there or fight here or whatever. Yeah. I just love all that shit. I think you're yeah. born that way. Yep. And then... Um, what area was that? What, um, were, you, had you, were you still going to school or were you getting expelled from school? Yeah, um, in primary school, I was pretty sensitive, like, pretty, like, scared. Um, so a bit different, but... Um, what school was that? In primary school, I went to a few different schools, like around Willison and yeah. Riverton and that. Yeah. Um, and then um, in high school, I started getting into fights all the time. Yeah. That's when I started really, like, just fighting all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. yeah. Um, and was it about, was it a dodgy high school? Uh, not really. No. Uh, I went to, like, mainly Leeming. I went to school in Adelaide, too, because I stayed over there a I bit. That's what Johnny P did as well, man. So, <laughs> so, so how long does this... Uh, does this family look after you? Like, is yeah. this through? And, and is it their lack of guidance that's, are you getting in trouble at school? Or do you, or do you think it's just you? It's just which, like your personality. Which family? So the, the original family that got you from the, from the markets. markets. Are you, oh, how long, I stayed with them yeah. for several months. Um, probably okay. like, I can't remember, maybe like four or five months or something. Okay. Yeah. I ran away from there. Yeah. I ended up staying at the school I was at at the time. Like I'd stay on the shades, like on top of the playground for like three days. And then one of the kids, I think, I think he was a year older, um, I think he could like he knew he caught on that I was staying there, and then his mum ended up looking after me for a few days, and then I ended up staying with my nana. Yeah, right. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then yeah, that's uh, Dave Hughes had a similar thing. He used to go stay in the school. Yeah. When he was running away. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'd always go there when I was in. I remember I stayed there a lot of times. Why was it the school? Is it does it seem like a safer place or something? I or thought it was easier for me to when I woke up to oh, yeah. go right. to school. So yeah. And yeah. I had a basketball. I used to stay in the shade right next to the basketball court. And I always had a basketball with me, so I'd like shoot at night and then in the morning when I couldn't sleep in that. I'd never been a good sleeper, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So um, who, so throughout high school, you moved back with your nan? <clears throat> no, in high school, I stayed with my mum on off again. Yeah. And then I'd stay with fam- like friends yeah. um, from school that were in the same year, like my best mates. I'm still close to them today yeah. and their families. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a couple of families like that I really think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but played yeah. a played a big impact big, and real good role for yeah, you. Good yep. families, yeah. Mm. Um, they, yeah, I still speak to them today, and I, every time I fight or whatever, I invite them and get their family. I always take them out to dinner, and I just yeah, I always remember. Yeah, yeah. you never forget the people who were there when you really really, really good families, man. Eh? like you would be spun out, like you wouldn't believe people. Mm. Do that sort yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good when you're like down or you you before you make something of yourself, if people are there for you, mm. you don't think you don't. Yeah, they're you not there just that. for the yeah for yeah, the accolades. For the glory. Yeah. Um, so after that, what's uh, what's the next step? You start fighting, like you go down to a gym to fight, or what? How does that progress? I, I always I got into hundreds of fights in high school. Always used to fight all the time for whatever reason. Oh, I was staying with another dude who was a basketball coach. I lived with him when I was about twelve, mm. and my mum knew about him, him what he did, and he was, um, I guess, like. In high school, like, I thought I had a problem with, like, gay people because of him. Yeah. But he was my mentor, my role model. He was, like, a Wildcats development coach. I love basketball. That was my first love. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And um, and he looked after me, and he ended up being, like, 
you know, a pedophile himself. Yeah. And my mum knew about that. And I think in high school, I thought that I had a problem with, like, gay people, like, because yeah. of him. But I yeah. never did. Like, my best mate ended up being, yeah. you know, and this and that when I was in high school. But because of him... Um, I think I used that a lot for my reason for fighting, but yeah. it wasn't. It was just made up shit, I think, or something. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I remember like denying it, and it got brought up, and I, people knew about it. Yeah. And I was fucking like, I used to go off my head, like I'd be like, it's not fucking true, and yeah, yeah, it's all bullshit. And I used to go off, and I, I hate that shit, and blah blah blah. So I think fighting, but maybe stemmed from that because that was be talked about. And if anyone called me, you know, yeah. gay or whatever, I'd fucking start. Yeah. Yeah. Smashing on. Yeah. Everyone. And does that and and does that lead into? To fighting straight away, or do you? Because you said you're very young, president in a bikey club. Like, do you go into that, and that stems no, into no. it? So or what? When I got older, when I was about sixteen, I remember I started fighting at a gym because I was always fighting this and that. And then my sister got um, pregnant to this guy <coughs> who was a fighter. He was like a Muay Thai fighter, and he was like a bouncer. And everyone like thought this. Well, I feared this dude, and I never. I was never scared of anyone. And um, my sister got pregnant to him. And he was, like, threatening to fucking, like, run her over and yeah, right. while she was pregnant and shit like that. And I was, like, trying to fight this guy. And my sister's mates were all, like, fucking losers back then. They were, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, um, Maddie, like, we know, we, you know, we respect that, you know, that you fucking want to fight this guy. But I think you want to probably train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, like, fuck him. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm a street. You know, all the stupid shit you say before you actually learn how to fight. Like, the yeah. whole street fighting bullshit. Yeah, I'll fucking take you sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you realise that when you actually learn how to fight. But, yeah, so I went to a gym when I was 16 because of that, because of him. And um, how did that all end up? I went to a gym, um, an MMA gym. So I was doing, like, Muay Thai and MMA at, yeah. at the start. On and off, obviously, because I'm doing other things and, and that. So over the next um, five years, I'm doing all that, having a few fights here and there. Yeah. What mm. gym was it? The first gym I went to was yeah. um, a gym called Mac 1 on Scarborough Beach Road. Yeah, cool. Happy yeah. Heskey's gym. Yeah. And then I was, like, because I was young, I would – have a bad attitude or gym hop and go to yeah. different gyms, different trainers and all that, different fights here and there. Never, you know, committed properly until I was a bit older. Yeah. And yeah. So and things with your sister and that dude? Um, He never, he still hasn't seen his daughter to this day. Yeah, I, right. I've been like the, the father to her sort of. Yeah. She's like, she'll be like 18. She just had wow. 18 a few months ago. That's insane. So, and then I had a daughter a year after that. Yeah. Um, so how old was, how old you when you had a kid? Uh, 17. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but I've had her full time since she was like a baby. Pretty much. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you became a foster dad as well. Yeah, I took, yeah, I had a foster child. Just Is that because you were trying to help out or like? Um, I've always taken like homeless people, even adults, and then anyone off the street. Like I've always had a door open, like wherever I've stayed or had yeah. other places or even at my gym or whatever. Yeah. I built a gym and I took in people off the street like when I was 22 and that. Um. So yeah, I've always done that on and off. And then. I had to do it properly for this kid because he was only three. Normally yeah. the teenagers, you, you don't really do anything. You just take him in and no one really says it, you know? Yeah. Um, but this kid was three. It was like a friend's girlfriend. He went to jail. She lost him. And then, yeah, we went into um, the department and everything. And then, yeah, we got cu- temporary custody of him. And we yeah. had him for about six months. And then I got locked up yeah. for the bashing the pedophile and they took him off. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we... <coughs> with a you used um, what did you say you were using the the, the bikies to hunt down pedophiles? Not use them. That's the wrong words. But I um used, not used, but I had the the club. Yep. And um, um, how do I word this? Well, um, it's just a good way to 
Well, it's a group of people who agree. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we all agreed in this and that, and we were like vigilantes. Um, I was... Um, um, and you've already, like, whatever we talk about here, you've already done your time, everything's yeah, all, yeah, all talk about done this. and dusted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so everyone knows about this. Other boys went to jail as well afterwards when I went to jail because yeah. they kept it going on. Um, I'd left the club so I could fight professionally and things like that. Mm-hmm. But before that, for a couple of years, we were... Um, People would message us, call us, would investigate, make sure that it was proper. Yeah, situation. that's what I was going to ask. Can't go around bashing p- girls, yeah. ex-boyfriends, because you get them every day too. Yeah. So you'd investigate. And they'd just say they're a pedo, so they get flogged. That's eh? right. So yeah. you would make sure, like, we're not going to get innocent people. And how, how do you, this is what I want to know, how do you make sure beyond a reasonable doubt? We pretended that, so back then, people weren't, now everyone does it for social media, they pretend to be a kid online, yeah. get there and they'll video it. We weren't doing that. We were pretending... We had some smart hacker dude, and he pretended to be a kid, and this was before anyone was doing it. Yeah. And would pretend to be, would talk to him, for, make sure, and then we'd meet him in, like, parks or yeah. wherever, and we'd just get him. Did yeah. you find it, it was a him. certain type of person, or would it be, like, you'd always see, or was it a fully different person each time? Yeah. Or would you see a consistent uh, stereotype? No. Nah, <laughs> people ask that question, like, you'd get different people. you get some people you'd never expect that, like, people that, like, the guy that I ended up going to jail for, he was covered in tattoos. He had stay true tattooed to his eyes, you know. Yeah, right. like he looked like a like a gangster or whatever. Yeah. I want to be a gangster. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we, you'd see normal-looking dudes, people like, yeah, you, you get asked that. Like, it was all over the shop. But then you'd get your definite. Did you find some like of them were, like, a little bit autistic? Because of the ones I see online, a lot of the guys seem they're a little bit simple. Um, I never really thought of it. <laughs> 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 um, you, you don't, like, make... I guess you don't feel sorry for them or make excuses in the time, but yeah. mm. um, you just think about what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, probably. Yeah, yeah. You surely you would get a sense if if they're completely fucked up. You'd be like, oh, this is this is. But you, yeah. you'd get a sense of what's going on. I'm sure. Because on the flip oh, if side, they're like, oh, you mean if they're like a full slow? No, nah, you yeah. wouldn't get them if they're. Full. I mean, it depends if they actually did the crime or not. Then you sort of wouldn't care, would you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't really thought. I've never come across that yet. So yeah. whether real stupid look. I don't Do know. you think? Um, Actually, before I go off track, mm. um, so yeah, you would get beyond reasonable doubt <clears throat> they'd rock up, and then vigilantism mm. would would ensue. A lot of people wouldn't feel bad about that. I I don't think. Mm. What are my personal views on that? I'm, if it was my kid, if it was me, yeah. I wouldn't feel bad at all. Oh, uh, if it, yeah, if, if it's beyond a reasonable was... doubt. But on the flip side, it's like so many of these guys slip through the cracks without getting. Mm. Penalised or the it, justice system doesn't do any anyway. justice. The penalisation that they do get, if they do get it, isn't penalised anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's not at all. They get looked after, protect, they get like fed protected in there. Custody. Why is that? Because I'm seeing that a lot where the like pedophiles, even their um, their jail time's being reduced. And, and well, this guy that I went to jail for, got he got 10 months for a, like a young girl and I got five and a half years for bashing him, just for bashing him for what he did to this, to for, for him like raping or... Molesting pedophilia, whatever. Yeah, this this young girl, he got ten months for it. Protected another state, looked after, pay out, and everything. I got five and a half years for it. That seems so. And I did, and he unjust. did his crime before he even knew me. Yeah, the whole thing I was set up like. Mm. So yeah. yeah, so he got a discount for me bashing him for something that he had done before I even knew him. <laughs> it's That's fucking nuts. retarded. And he he'd been um, found guilty in a court of law. After so they waited until all my shit came out, so he could get a discount, and he might have got other people. I don't know. He was a police informant. I only know about my... Right, so, okay, this is a whole other left field. So, 
what's happened? What's your case? What can you talk about? Not because I, I got yeah, so I don't so, know anything so about it. Because of who I was at the time, yeah, they were like a police force on me trying to get me for whatever, but they couldn't for whatever they could. But yeah. I wasn't doing anything except for this, so they end up jumping on this because they knew that I had a history from when I was a kid. They know everything about you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they knew I was passionate, and they knew this is the way they could get me. So they end up putting a pedophile. I had a gym. I bought Harry's gym in um, Balcata and I, was, I turned it into a rehab centre where I take kids off the street. Adults would live there ice had ice problems. I was trying to get them off the ice fighting again, all that shit. And how did you go with that? I'm going to sidetrack because that's one of... I've lost fucking tons of mates. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, so well, let's, we'll come back to that because you're going down this path of the police doing entrapment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah keep going. So the police were... So I had this place and I had people um, uh, staying there and they put this guy... I met him through like another club, like a friend club, and they put this bloke in my gym. What would have happened was I would have come across him, police would have gone, oh yeah, Matty Floyd, target, and they would have groomed him. That's someone we want, person interest. They would have groomed him to say the right things to me to get into my gym, which he did. Mm. And then he ended up staying at my gym and he was saying, mate, I'm an ex said, I want to get off, I want to start boxing. All the right things you'd have to say to me to get into me. And then um, I took him in and then for the next six months... He was just trying to get me and he couldn't get me for anything because I wasn't doing anything. Like, yeah. I've always maintained. So, he, so you're saying that he was in there as an informant trying to basically catch you out on illegal activities. That's, yeah, exactly. And so they were happy to put a pedophile around children. They knew he's a pedophile. They admitted that. They knew. Oh, is this informant a pedo as well? This guy's the pedophile that I went to jail for. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's an informant and a pedo. Yeah. So he got done for the sex offences that he did against the girl, the young girl. Um, so when he got done for that, he looked like a you know, gangster or whatever. So yeah. they've gone, look, look, we'll let you out and bail, try and get as many people as you can and we'll help you with That's pretty fucking thing. grubby, man. So that's what's happened. They So this all came out, but their their justification in court was we believe Floyd was doing this, this and this. He was the president. Yeah. And yeah, but they're putting a fucking pedophile in a gym kids. around kids. Yeah, that's right. A convicted pedophile? Um, so he, he ended up, was guilty of it all, obviously, because he yeah. got done for it in the end. So we got his sex offender register paperwork yeah. So they planted that at my gym so that I would know this is how they triggered me in the end. Uh, so for six months he was there. They were trying to get me for stuff. They couldn't get me for anything. So they're like, fuck it, we'll just attack him on the on what he's passionate about, you know, the pedophilia thing. They know that they, they knew that would get me because he got close to me. Cause he's my, it might have been their plan the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. I reckon they didn't. They couldn't get me because I wasn't doing nothing. And then at the end they were like, fuck it, this is, we'll get him like that. So this is because you were the president of a biker yeah. gang? Yeah. Right. So. Or it could have been like because I was running around doing really well and fucking hunting down pedophiles and donating money to charities and doing all the shit they hate. Yeah, so someone they want to get yeah. is actually doing good as, w- as well. Like, they, hate, they, hate, they hate bikies and they hate crims, but they hate, they hate more than that is a crim that doing um, their job for does them. well, starts making, you know, or a crim that does well too. Mm. Starts to I guess that if, life you, around. Yeah, they don't like it. if you look at it from a policing perspective, if there's a, an outlaw bikie president Mm. doing positive things for the community then it gives every bikey a positive spin and people will yeah. look at them more positively which is not what police want for society and i mean and in general not really what you want your kids to grow up yeah and get involved in right and how do so you from that perspective <clears throat> you can understand it but for them to have potentially they've caught this guy that you bashed on his charges and they haven't put him through the courts yet from what I understand and he's done like a plea deal where if he can get 
other people, he's going to get a reduced sentence. Is I think that? he had history of sex offences. I yeah. can't find... I don't know about that, but he would have because he admitted a lot of shit to me when I got him. Yeah. And he admitted that the police used him and that that... Because he, he said things to me about my daughter, which he admitted the police told him to do and everything. Wow. He's even contacted me recently because <sighs> I've been talking about it because that's all I can do is speak up about these pedophiles and shit. That's the best I get out of the five yep. and a half years I did. Yep. And he's contacted me and he's like, man, the police set you up back then. Um which we already know, but he's like, I'm happy to do an affidavit because of what's happening to me now. I'm going yeah. through court charges again now. And it's the same place from back then, 10 years ago. And right. he's caught wind of it. So he's like, man, they're just doing the same shit now that they did then. And he goes, I'm happy to do an affidavit of everything that went down back then because he goes, there's way more behind the scenes shit you don't know about, which will spin you out like real bad stuff. Yeah. And he goes, I'm happy to do an affidavit saying all that if you stop doing fucking podcasts talking about me. <laughs> I've got he literally <laughs> full circle <laughs> hey, we doing but a podcast he literally got in contact with me the last week or two and he's like because he goes because I'm going he's going back somewhere where he has to go to jail again yeah. and he's like he just wants to to be easy jail and this and that how trustworthy is this bloke like for people listening well, he's, a, he's, a pedo- he's already he's a, he's a pedophile um, police informant so he's not very trusted yeah so yeah. that's what I mean like if he signs the affidavit he did a, he did a statement against you know a bunch of boys we all went to jail he's done aff- this and that so yeah but yeah if, if he's going to come out and then support you mm. knowing that he's already just looking after his self interest does that hold as much weight I don't even know, know like because he could be matches, lying to you just matches, to save himself it matches everything I'm what he said to me yeah I wish I fucking Record. Oh, the police are probably listening to the phone call anyway. So, but they're not going to help. They're not going to do that to help me. Well, if you want to listen to this podcast, <laughs> but, um, but um, it matches everything I'm saying now. Yeah, and it's the same place from back then. The same names and everything that were trying to get me then. So yeah. this is this something that could potentially really blow up in in their face, and and some people can lose their jobs. And, and yeah, I've been told. I've been told. Yeah, um, my lawyer is an ex-prosecutor. Um, she left prosecution because of police corruption and she said she's never seen anything like this, what's right. happening in my case. She's <coughs> she's gone on with it now already. She's got to a point where she's like, I might even have to be a witness and I can't be a lawyer anymore because of all the shit she's seen now and being told. Wow. Now, wow. playing devil's advocate, yep. for somebody that's just a normal member of the public, they see that you're an ex-bikey president. Why? Ten years ago, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Well, yeah, so... But when it's all coming into play... Uh, aren't they going to say, yeah, of course the cops are going to gun for him? Yeah, but that's, course, they're going for me 10 years after and I've done all this shit. I've been a, you know, I've done everything normal. I, was, I wasn't I was like a bikey my whole life. It was a, it happened overnight. Yeah. Like, it was how, a bit, yeah. How do you rise for, to, like, at such a young age yeah. to become the president of a, a Because I was cop. very young at the time. I'd, I'd been a, I'd been in prison. I'd been in juvie and things like that. I've, I've got the, I had the rep already. I, I was a professional fighter. Mm. Um, and I, I'd always, you know, done the right things by my mates. I never spoke, never talked, did everything right. And yep. they were trying to establish a club in WA and they have to do it through WA people and it was just through f- friends and this and that. It was never the life for me. Um, I get on with all, a lot of them boys and that. I, um, But it wasn't my thing. You know, my thing is what I do. Yeah. Um, so I, that's why it was only a very gym. short time. And um, I was, ma- yeah, I was helping them establish. That's why I was the president overnight. All my boys around me, mm-hmm. Um, they all trained. They didn't use ice. They were, they were good boys. I made them train every day and things like that. So it was a very good look, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it was just yeah. It was one of them 
Again, at 22, you're still really young. Like, I speak mm. to 21, 22-year-olds now. I'm like, fuck, man. You know nothing. Like, you're so dumb. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, you I know, know there's that. no... Or even now, we're 36. We don't, we're dumb. We know nothing. Yeah. Like, you, like you, a you 40, 50-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You always think at that time that you know best and you fucking... You got the world sorted and... Mm. Yeah. But it yeah, is, you're right, yeah. It's a long time to be paying. It feels like from everything... And I've only got it's your side of the story as well, but it feels like you've done your time. You've paid your dues. Um, but... You also bash pedophiles, and I'm sure the parents of the kids that got abused will yeah. have absolutely no issues with that. They were all happy. I was dirty because um, he he admitted a lot of shit to me when I got him in the room, the, this guy, and a lot of parents were happy and come to me and speak to me, spoke to me then, and I'm like, I'm real sorry because it backfired because I can't, anything that he admitted to me because he was under police protection <sighs> couldn't be used against him. So I sort of fucked over the parents without many because now their case is sort of it made it harder for them and this that but they got closure and they were fine with it yeah, yeah. and I felt bad that I didn't get them like as bad as I should have or you know I didn't scare them or I didn't do it properly because you know like all the other ones when you think with your heart sorry when you think of your head mm. you don't get pinched like we never got pinched for all the other ones we got mm. um, Alleg- I thought, allegedly I thought for my yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought with my heart on this one because they 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 planted him there. He became my friend. A lot of the boys around me like, man, there's something fucking... Someone messaged me about him the other day saying, man, there's always something off of that bloke because he worked at the mines and he's like, we all fucking need a saint because mm, yeah. he's still living in the public and trying to deny it and people don't know and people come out to me and, you know. Yeah. But um, back then... Um, Fucking yeah, I can't remember. What yeah, I was you're saying thinking with your heart instead oh, of Oh yeah, head. my heart and my head. So um, he, was, he got close to me and then when... What happened was they put the pedophile paperwork, the sex offender register paperwork at my gym one day and we don't know how because my gym cameras were like off its head, you could see everything and one day they just got mysteriously turned off, paperwork got there and then one of the guys that hated him the most rang me, he was like, man, get here now, like fucking make sure he's not with you. Showed me, I read it, I was like, can't be fucking real, man, it has to be a fake, you know, I was reading it, it was making me feel sick because he'd mm. been around my my um, kids and that and I, um, my oldest daughter would have been eight at the time and she, um, he... When I rang him going off my head, instead of just being smart, thinking my heart, waiting, catching up with him in person, mm. I started going off. And he's like, just remember, I was on my own with your daughter and just really antagonised me. It was really fucking Fuck. strange because I was still who I was at the time. Mm. He knew fucking... You mentioned someone's daughter as well, Well, he knew well, I man. had a lot of power at the time as well. So it was real strange that he was even... So he's un- he was protected by the police, so it didn't matter to him mm. if we come and got him, whatever. I got him four weeks later. And when I got him, the house was all... Um, it was at Stephen Rose's house and... It was all bugged. There was this program called Blue Iris. So there was cameras in every room waiting for me to, you know, they all they were using that house. This house was being used for other shit. So drug deals were happening there, whatever. And shit was happening days before that. And I got part of, caught up in this Blue Iris program, which they've used. They've told him to go there. They said, it's all wide up. You'll be fine. You'll be safe. Mm. And I've like not kidnapped him in one of these rooms in there, I guess, and wouldn't let him leave the room. Mm. Um, and that's where I got done. Fuck. Yeah. Did they, did they come out like, or was it after all the footage and everything? Like, no. did they, as it was happening, did they, did they like the come out? stuff. So everything came out later. Okay. Oh, you mean in my court? No, like court so, case? like you've got the dude. Does he come and get rescued? Yeah, yeah. The police all came. They all come hammered us. In like, the house. Like, yeah, like out, like hours later. They left it for hours. Oh. Yeah, like it was not like so as they could get the yeah. the footage. So, in I, the, so mm-hmm. what happened was, I went there. I was with him for about half an hour. I left, and then he's like. I ended up going back there a few hours later and then the, all the police came. So I was set up. A message got sent from his phone. I went back to the house. Mm. So he wanted, you know, and then and then the police came. So it was a full setup. I think they didn't get me in time 
then all of a sudden I must have left and then I had to come back. So their arg- their argument would be they're doing this for the greater good. You know, they're putting... That's what they said. But for, like, it just seems really dodgy and it just it just seems like yeah, they've tried to find the one vulnerability with you. That's what they did, yeah. Which, for me, seems like having a fucking five-year-old daughter, as, long, as much as I don't, like, champion vigilantism, it's still, like, it's a, it's a good... Uh, if there's any sort of form of vigilantism, <laughs> yeah. this is the one that I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I think, everyone, you fucking I think everyone should step up and do it if they can. Just in their little, if everyone stepped up and did their little parts, put a mask on here and there, just did it once. Then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a yeah. Better play. Because people complain about it every day about this stuff that's happening, yeah. and nothing's going to change the system because we're run by. Mm. My answer is we must be run by pedophile somewhere or some shit like that. Only, only that makes sense to me. Like you can't work it out otherwise. So my thing is the system's not going to change. I think it's going to change. I was talking to um. Gary Rogers, he's like a lawyer. He he was going through the same sort of shit as me, like with the police and that. And he goes, man, me and you can sit down at Benny's and talk shit all day about this and whinge and cry about it, but nothing's going to fucking happen. I could go to jail tomorrow for 20 years. He could. Mm. Mm. He'd be like, fuck, did you hear what happened to me? That was pretty shit. A few group of people, whatever. A week later, a month later, and then the mall moves on. You know, the most he's going to do is talk about how Maddie got set up. Yeah. People that know, and that's it. The mall move on. And, and they just keep getting away with it. They can keep doing it. But the only way we can make a bit of a change really is people if the people start stepping up that's my view yeah well it's just like but this it needs like to be irrefutable that's the hard part yeah. is you have to have 150 percent concrete proof yeah mm. you just you know yeah. you know you just mm. you would you'd make if you know you know yeah because yeah. you know, like, i don't believe i've ever hurt anyone innocent in my life yeah and I've, i strongly believe that i don't mm. think i'd ever be able to because on the flip side like the whole death penalty the reason that got removed is because of vigilantes well, no, because like you have to be able to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt, and if you murder someone that is innocent on that, mm. you know, on the there might be one out of a hundred people, but that one every, out of a hundred, yeah. And every time I got, got him and, you, and you grab him and you scare him that much, they always admit everything. Yeah, so like you always make you know you you're ninety nine percent sure, I guess, when you do it, and then you're hundred percent after you've done it. Yeah, yeah. So you get him, you scare the fuck out of him at the start, and then you know because they tell you, yeah, when mm. they're that scared. But you need the only way you can get these cunts back is if you scare the absolute fuck out of them mm. and make them feel how the fucking kids felt. Yeah. That's all you're going to get. So what can... I don't know what you can talk about now because you said they're trying to get you now again and they've, try, they've tried stopping you fighting for how long? Everything. So a year and a half or something, they stopped me. They stopped me from fighting for fucking years after bashing this pedophile. I was retarded. I mm. got out of jail and I had to fight to look after kids again to mm. get work and children's check, even though I'm a protector of kids. Mm. And um, that was hectic in itself. And then I had to fight to fucking fight Mm. Yeah, half my fucking mates were on the boxing commission too, which was fucking even more fucked up. Yeah, and um, the whole thing was a mess. I couldn't fight for years after getting out of doing my time, and so when I finally could fight, I'm undefeated, won all my fights, and now because of this, I can't fight again for a year and a half. So now I've worked my ass off to get to Adelaide to be able to fight. What's so the fresh? What's the fresh things that we? What's what are you now? Just so the drug charges, but I haven't been caught with any drugs. I've never been in trouble for drugs in my life. Yeah. I've never been caught with any drugs. I've got no history of drugs. Yeah. Um, I'm getting charged with drug drugs, uh, uh, drug charges, but there's been no fucking drugs or okay. drugs found on me or me even having a connection with the cunts that have been fucking caught with the fucking drugs. Mm. It's that fucking retarded. So yeah. it's from, this, so this is from like so 10 stupid. years ago. And no, yep. this is from like, from now, from like a year, two years ago. Some guy got pinched with drugs mm. and people have been promised a fucking world just to name me. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking... Um, the same cops. People have admitted that they've been promised the fucking world 
to name me mm. and my lawyer knows this because their lawyers admit it to my fucking lawyer mm. <laughs> it's that fucking retarded mm. and there's no evidence against me at all except for fucking people talking shit that have been promised the world to talk shit about me i don't even know these cunts so yeah. when's the when does it end man when's the out like when I don't know, what's man. the what's the resolution to this if if if, if you've stepped away from that world and yeah. you're just trying to get on the straight Straighty 180. Yeah, is this a police personal vendetta? 100% it is. And my lawyer was like, fuck, man, I don't know what you've done to these cunts because she's watched all their interviews. Mm. She's like, man, this cunt, they're treating you like you're their fucking ex-girlfriend, man. <laughs> I'm the head investigator. Maybe you did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking, I don't know if like, I was I was a real cheeky cunt mm. 10 years ago. I was too young and I had all that power too young. Yeah. And um, and I was real cheeky and, and this and that. But that's because I didn't really have much love for the place, you know, yeah. anyway, because of what I've seen growing up. Mm. And um, if I could go back in time, I would just fucking put my head down and keep my mouth shut. But yeah. I think that caused a few problems. Yeah. And now I have no fucking idea what their fucking problem is. Um, yeah. But my lawyer's like, man, like, fuck, I don't know what you've done to these cunts, eh? Hey? She's yeah. like, I've never seen it like this. She's like, every time they're interviewing, it's like the whole interview to these cunts that don't even know me are literally all about fucking me. They, mm. just, they name me a thousand fucking times. Mm. Yeah, like, right. Oh, you mean all the other people that Yeah, are, like all these yeah. people that are trying to drag into it. And yeah. it's fucked up, man. Mm. And then I've had innocent people come forward to my gym page and talk to other people because I'm too scared to fucking talk to any cunt because somehow I'll get set up or fucking use against me somewhere. I don't even know. Yeah. You know we're recording this. <laughs> 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 like, this is a recorded podcast. Yeah, that's all right. But I let other people talk. Like other people, They end up meeting up with other people and talk to them and they're like, like people that were actually part of it mm. and are like, man, you're like, this guy, like Matt Floyd's got nothing to do with this. Like yeah. we know he's got nothing to do with it. We're all fucking there. Yeah. Like we don't know how this is fucking happening and then they get fucking threatened by the police. Yeah, right. Fucking... Coming forward, like it's fucked up, man. Like well, you wouldn't even believe it unless I showed you all the fucking. So how do, how does it then? So obviously now they've let you fight. So you've shown that there's no evidence against you. I guess is that how? So when I first got out a year and a half ago mm-hmm. for this, because I had to go to jail for a few months because of this. So they extradited me from Queensland, which was all made up bullshit. They said I was trying to flee the country. Mm. I never had any. T- they said I had tickets booked. I never booked anything. I never tried to flee. It was I was in Queensland mm. getting ready for a fight, like mm. I normally would be. Yeah, and. The police knew that. My lawyer had speaking to the police mm. and they were like, yeah, no, all good. Tell them to come back on the 8th of May, yada, yada. I was like walking around movie world that fucking day in my shorts and a single with my Apple iPhone, <laughs> which I know can be tracked. Like yeah. a motherfucker, yes, you know? Got, yeah. And they've like called me and I've gone in there and mm. I'm like, look, all good. I don't want any trouble fucking. Yeah. I'll fucking go back to Perth. I've been extradited. Yeah. And they put me all over the fucking news. Cunt, uh, ex-bikey, fucking being... Uh, Grabbed at gunpoint. I was at fucking movie world, man. I never got grabbed at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. And they were saying trying to flee the country, acting like I was at the airport on my way out, man. I was in fucking Gold Coast. Yeah. Like fucking walking so around what, shorts in a single. like the media to be, yeah, used you know, by the authorities. Bro, to they put me all over. But all the media were there when I was at the fucking airport. And I'm like hiding my fucking head in my shirt, like embarrassed as fuck. Because yeah. I fight. I like the fact that I fight on TV and I'm doing everything right. And now I'm on fucking the news 10 years later for this fucking... Retarded and, shit. And you're trying to get on the straight now. You're trying to help and the youth. And it's destroyed me. destroyed my name. Half the Ferro Dockers trained at my fucking gym. And mm. and um, and um I've had like all these like good rapports at my gym. And this now it's like, cunts like, fuck this this person that's... Because my story is I changed my... I'm a crim that's turned their life around. I'm yes. doing good stuff. Now they've destroyed that. And I'm doing good things in the boxing. Now they've destroyed that at my gym. Mm. And um that name or whatever. So it's like I was... um. It was just fucking embarrassing and, and it wasn't me. And, and, and the accusations 
because of who I was 10 years ago, I just fucking, what I'm getting accused of is so fucking retarded. Mm. Like my mates, people that know me and know, are like laughing, like not in a <laughs> bad way, like this poor cunt man, like what he's yeah. getting accused of makes him sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like it's retarded. They're pretty much saying, I've gone to some fucking junkie, I don't even know. I'm Matty Floyd, you've seen my body now. Can you please hold these drugs for me on your kitchen table? <laughs> right? This is what I'm getting accused of. Can you hold them on your kitchen table for the next three or four weeks? Yeah. This is a halfway house, a yeah. junkie's house who's got fucking junkies coming all the time. Yeah. Don't even know this cunt. Yeah. Can you hold these fucking drugs on your fucking um, kitchen table for me? So when the cops raid you, you can tell them Matty Floyd fucking hand you these fucking <laughs> these drugs. That's yeah. what I'm getting accused of. Yeah. It's fucking retarded. Well, we, don't, we, we won't comment too much on it because it's, if it's ongoing stuff, yeah. we don't yeah. want to... Uh, do anything with that but um yeah it, just, it does it does seem like i'm getting laughed at by my mates they're like man you poor guy. They're like, everyone's like but don't worry like you can't get fucking convicted like mm. it's not gonna but they did say on the plane to me they go we're gonna fuck with your life for a bit buddy you know like yeah, they right. think it's real it's for them i had to go to jail for a couple because i was in queensland and the fake extradition which they made up all over the fucking news happened mm. i couldn't go for bail because my lawyer's like because if it's all over the news you can't just go for bail tomorrow we're gonna have to put up a proper bail app now because that's mm. how it works with yeah, bigger yeah. charges so they're like, you'll get bail, but you just got to do it properly now because these cunts put you all over the fucking news, which yeah. they did on purpose. So I had to wait in fucking COVID lockdown. So yeah. like 23 and a half hour lockdown for like fucking eight weeks. It was putrid. Couldn't yeah. make phone calls. Couldn't fucking shower most days. Yeah. And I'm Australian now. I'm not like a, a, a crim who has to do that shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm fucking like, fuck this. Um, so it sounds to me, it just sounds like you're making your... Getting consequences for a choice you made when you were 21, 22. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And what happened yeah. and then police have that much hatred towards well, the biker group is mm. that they well you are the top you re, what you represent is everything that they try that hate yeah so they're trying to potentially mm. just come at you for that yeah that's what it sounds like as an external and point of view so, well no and you you're exactly that's exactly how it sounds um but uh, so obviously this is all being cleared if you're able to fight and you're out and yeah. And so what's happening? So what, what is there an apology? Like what no, do they do no, to unslander your name? Or the, 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 the charges haven't been cleared. I'm fighting and I should be able to fight. So when I got out, I said to the box commissioner in Perth, I'm like, "You've fucked my life already in the past because mm. that was a big thing in itself." Yep. And a lot of big names stood up for me against the boxing commission, like big like boxing royalty, and um and. I said, we're not going through that again. I'll go, I'll come to your office now. I'll show you that there's no evidence against me. Because in Australia, you're supposed to be innocent to prove guilty. That's yeah. the law. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to stop a man from working because I've made up, you know, just because anyone can make up shit about someone like what happened to me. I'll go, I'll come see you now. Yeah. I'll go, I've been told by my lawyer not to do this, but I don't give a fuck. I'll mm. come see you now. I'll show you my whole fucking case. Yeah. I'll show you where the DPP have admitted to my lawyer there's fucking no actual, there's no evidence against me mm. except for fucking fucking shit. Yeah. Hearsay. And I said, I'll show you everything. I'll show you my case from start to fucking finish. Any questions you have, any doubt, I'll fucking tell you right now. Mm. The day I got out and they're like, mate, we'll be honest with you. The only reason you're going through this is because it was on the news. It wasn't the news you'd be fighting. Mm. They let fucking, they let a convicted pedophile in the end fight. He (sighs) he ended up getting convicted. Sorry, he was on pedophile charges and he ended up fucking fighting. He ended up fighting, he was fighting and they knew about that. But because he disclosed it to him, it was all right. But again... He's innocent till proven guilty. Exactly right, point. and they've yeah. let other people fight with worse history and this. Now I can go on for hours yeah. about mm. their fucking history. So that's what's end up clearing you. You've end up saying, "Well, like, not it's clear not clear." No, they didn't clear me. As Perth, in, I mean, to box. No, Perth sorry. didn't clear me. Perth, oh. Perth, Perth were dogs about it. The commissioner fucking they were bad cunts about it. And they've all got fucking real bad skeletons and cunts themselves, and they know. Mm. And um, and um, so for a year and a half, I couldn't fight. I've been fighting to fight to fight to fight with them again. 
and they just fucked my life up, spent heaps of money again, fucking trying to... It was bullshit. They wouldn't mm. even let me talk about my case. They were just like, nah, whatever. So now I'm from Adelaide. I was born there. I come over when I was a baby. So I've got my boxing licence over there and mm-hmm. now I can fight over there. How okay. do you get a boxing licence? You just got to mm. apply and so that's a big fuck around. Like, yeah. And I had to go to court to apply to leave the state, but I had to have a fight first in Adelaide. It was a fucking so fuck like catch It was so fucking hard to get this fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I, who are you versing? I feel sorry for this bloke. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of pent-up rage to take out. <laughs> this bloke's, um, I mean, it's his 100th professional fight. He's fought a lot of big names. Like yeah. He fought Zarafa and Horn and, yeah. and all that. He's a good journeyman, so it'll be good for me. Um, they How many be, professional fights have you had? Uh, this would be my fifth yeah. Yeah, professional boxing fight. Okay. So, yeah, I would have had fucking a lot more by now. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting, like, better and I'm sparring. But it's probably better for me anyway. Like, at my weight, it's like you're in your prime around now anyway. So yeah. it's not like – as long as I can keep fighting now, I'm not going to be too – What weight are you? upset, like heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. So what so do you – You've some bad cunts as well, but in, like, heavyweight, that there's going to be some big boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm the biggest of them because I, I come down a lot. I'm like – I walk around, like – 90, 95 kilos normally. Yeah, right. So I get to 85, which is 80 or yep. 79.3. Um, you get down to 79.3. Yeah, so I, I weigh in. That's, that's me but today. But that's I, me today. Yeah. Well, I fight at 86, but yeah. so I'll, get, I'll be 89. I'll be 79.3 when I weigh in or 79 even, and I will normally be 86 by the time I fight the next night. What's but, the, the, but the cutoff is, is 80? 79.3. If it's for a oh, bell. How do you – because we had Wes on. Yeah, Wes Kappa. Yeah. And – he s- fucking smashed his face up cutting weight, passed out in a sauna, took all his teeth out. Mm. How do you cut weight? Uh, no, it's easy for me. I think some people, my answer is some people are lucky. They hold weight a lot yeah. better than others. Mm-hmm. It's been easy for me. I, If I've got to get to 79.3, I walk around at 85 for the next few weeks before the fight. And then say like a day or two before the fight, I just won't eat much. Mm. I'll eat fuck all. And I'll usually be 83-ish, 83 and a half on the day of weigh-in. Mm. And I'll just do the hot bath. Before way in, and I lose like four kilos doing that. So wow! In about so. twenty minutes. Because I, I was watching, um, I just watched that McGregor doco and watching him cut weight and how much it fucking took out of him. Prior, does it, it just doesn't do that to you, or does? Do you feel no, dizzy or weak? I jump out like, and I'm like, fuck, I'm ready to. I get real hyperactive and yeah. I'm real happy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's like the benefits of sauna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. Um, fuck. So, how, what's your first five fights? What's your record? I won all my fights. Yeah. 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 Knockout. Yeah, all my knockout except the first one. Yeah. But I won that. That first Everyone. fight, was that after having amateur fights or did you go professional straight away? I went pro in boxing straight away, but I had other fights when I was younger. Yeah. Like never boxing, but always like kickboxing yeah. or back then there was like this um back then when you uh, did MMA, it was like on the mats, so there was no rings back then. You'd go to like Dream Lap, um, uh, rec center yeah and everyone will be fighting on mats yeah sort of thing i yeah. did a few of them tournaments yeah yeah so what do you do leading into this fight because there's a lot of fucking shit going on and there's a lot of like we said rage and stuff that you probably have to control you have to be smart and and tactful with what you're doing on the in the ring how do you sort of lock that out mentally and focus on the fight i've got heaps going on Every day anyway. I'm fine when I fight. Like, right now, every day until the fight, I'm just like, it's just to me, it's easy. Like, I just, I'm just going to win no matter what. And then on the day, I, I get like all my anxieties come out that day for some reason. Mm. The I, nerves of the fight or? Never nerves about um, the fight. It's just about, I feel like I've got a lot to lose. And it's always about losing. I hate losing. Yeah. And never about like getting hurt or fucking anything mm. like that. Or, or the fight even. It's just... I feel like I'm gonna 
threw me something to lose. Yeah. I slipped up, didn't train, I did this, did that, whatever. That's just what happens. Everything comes out that day. I act like real weirdo on the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to me because like someone who has – I've never been in a fight. It's not what I do. I look at a boxer or MMA and I see that their mindset is I'm going in, I'm going to get fucking hit regardless. Unless you're fucking Floyd Mayweather with an incredible Mm. fucking defense. Like I'm going to get hit. Um like what's your mindset going into a fight and all fighters probably think pretty similarly but you don't think about getting hit it's just just part of what's happening or you don't really think about it i guess when you if you are going to get hit you just try and get hit less like um as in you'll take the impact you try and move with it better if you can and then Mm. normally like i've never been dropped ever so um do you think that would have an impact on you if you if you got dropped if you got hit hard I don't enough? Know, it's never happened. I don't think so. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty like fucking. I remember once when I was about fifteen, I got hit with this like wooden cricket bat on Australia Day actually at the foreshore, Fuck. and like snapped on the back so of my head. So many fights on the foreshore. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was actually on the news then because I was covered in blood because <laughs> of that. And um, our school was Gain or Five, other school. I was the, last, the only one there in the end. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cricket bat and I went like to the floor. It didn't drop me. I sort of like went like on my knees and I got up again and just started fucking kept going. Mm. And that was probably the closest I've ever had to being like dropped or seen black or stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kept fighting then. I was fine. So I don't really know. I've never been. The most I've had sparring is like when you get hit. Good luck, one out of nowhere where you don't expect that and mm. you sort of just go a bit for a second. Yeah, that's the most I've ever had. So it's hard to answer because I've never been like dropped or. Mm. So what's anything. the um what's the end goal? Assuming everything works out, what's the end goal with boxing? Yeah, to be world champ, Australian yeah, champ. Yeah, hundred percent. No, world champ. I think I think the highest all the time of anything I do. I wouldn't do it otherwise. Yeah. Um, I know I've got the the heart and the strength and the mindset and all that to do whatever. So yeah. how old are you now? Thirty four. That's the only thing. Obviously stressing me out a bit. But, Time. Uh, yeah, but I've spoken to yeah. like Danny and, and people like that and he told me like, because he was the same sort of weight, yeah. that he wasn't in his prime. All his best fights were around 36 and, and I've looked after my body um, and I feel real strong. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'll be all right, but it is stressing me the time thing at the time and it's very upsetting and frustrating because how much time my mates and people like have taken off me, like the boxing commission, mm-hmm. I'm real dirty on a few, but I'm... If anything, that probably makes me thrive more. Mm. I guess does it t- like because your mindset and mental strength seems fucking bulletproof. Obviously, like for you to go through what you've gone through, your childhood stuff, your, this case, um, obviously going down probably a bit of a wrong path and stuff. But then obviously using it to your advantage to, you know, avenge some some pretty uh, I think deserving. <laughs> punishment to some people. Yeah. Um, but I guess where does it go forward? Like once the boxing dream ends in whatever, I don't know what the lifespan of a, a boxer is. Do you put that energy into the youth? Because um, I know you said you're talking about getting them off the street a lot now. And Is that where you think your future lies and directing your um, your attention? Um, I don't know. Um, I'll do that anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not really – I don't feel like I'm a great trainer because I love to fight. So I think you can only do one or the other. Um, I like – I'm passionate about some boys um, that I'll fucking try and um, – help them with it and give them advice and this thing because I want them to do well but I'm not I haven't got too much time for the training side of like training them mm. so if right now it's hard to answer that because right now all I want to do is fight and I yeah. feel like yeah. I'm going to fight for the next 20 years right now Yeah. so um, I haven't thought outside of that I think mm. that'll come later down the track like yeah. Yeah. Vickers, Benny Vickers was 
from listening to him. Yeah. He just loved to fight. Yeah. And then as he got past it, that's when he started to help. Yeah. But outside of boxing, like, I think that's what you were asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah so outside of boxing, is there anything, you, what you, what's your next sort of step, assuming everything goes well? I've got um, game shops and things like that. I love the game still from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I was asked this question today, and I feel like if I wasn't fighting or a fighter, I feel like I'd be doing like online gaming or something to do with games. Yeah, I was gonna do it's so odd. To, to <laughs> like it's such a diff- It's like such a different world. You know when hey. guys are on headsets, like I'll oh, fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. Well, yeah. Fucking come, come on. <laughs> my, my legs covered in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, sick. Randy, so like when I win fights, the guys get knocked out. They're like, "Fuck, man, this can't have Dragon Ball Z." Go <laughs> <laughs> on, Super um, Saiyan. Yeah. And um, I've got like Star Wars all on my back and Marvel on my arm and fucking. All well, Marvel will get along very well. Yeah, yeah well, Marvel. Yeah. Well. Oh, how good! Yeah, and then um, yeah um, I was actually just before this shit went down, these fake fucking charges. I was um, talking to Metro City because the online gaming is like real big in the world. Like some people yeah. pay more money to watch that than professional sports. Yeah, right, esports now. is huge. So I was going to do that in because I own a game shop in Frio and that, and I do all that stuff still. I was going to do online gaming here in WA. So I wanted to bring it to Perth mm. <coughs> and use their venue and that. Yeah. We're, we're in the process of doing it or speaking to people, everything. Yeah. Um, and then all this shit went down. So um, that's yeah, probably, that, that, you know, I'll probably get involved in all that shit again because I love all that. Yeah. I there's big in potential game. in that. There's like, if you can set up an esports stadium. Yeah. Like, they were yeah. going to do one. They I saw in the paper there was, uh, someone was trying to bring it here and it, they was going to spend millions on it and it got... Oh, like a big proper one. Yeah, it was going to be like a hub maybe in Joondalup or something. Yeah, uh, Pentanet Stadium. They were yeah. doing... Pentanet um, were actually doing... The, they're doing a gaming lounge at Pentanet Stadium, at yeah. Joondalup Oval. Yeah. So, but that's literally just... Um, it's just a room full of, you know, seven sort of mm. big screens and it's it's a, like a corporate room. So it's yeah. not like a proper one. But yeah, if you were to build something that's specific to gaming lounges and stuff, that would be a big seller. Yeah, Especially central in that city area. Pentanet were talking to us back then. Yeah. They were trying to get involved, but they wanted to do it through their thing and I wanted to do it like my way. So. Yeah. But yeah, I remember they were, um, yeah. Yeah, they're big into that. So has your fight name come from your love of Star Wars, the Jedi? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love, I probably like Marvel and things like that a bit more than Star Wars. I yeah. like it all, but um, it wasn't like that. So I had to come up with a name with my manager and my team and whatever on the spot and I do everything on the spot. And I think because a few days earlier I did an ice bath and someone asked me during the ice bath, they're like, how do you do it, man? And I must have, I was like, I'm just a Jedi, you know, like fucking mine, you know, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think I might have named a couple other things first even and then we couldn't use them and then that came into my head from memory and then I was like, fucking the Jedi. Yeah, and yeah. we just went with it. And Easy. It's just stuck now. So yeah. now when I fight, I come out with like all these Star Wars characters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find stuff? Coming with the Sith. Like, <laughs> That'll be sick. Yeah. I come out in a cape and with a robe on. Please yeah, tell I'm me you out. come out to the Imperial March. That would be fucking... Fucking do it. What is your intro music? When you knock him out, I'm your father, bitch. The... The the intro is the Star Wars song, like the actual Star Wars. Oh, da, yeah. Da, yeah, sick. Yeah. Um, do you find, like, so for someone like yourself, I'm on the same sort of mindset, like fucking driven and like everything's, you're always working hard at something. Do you find stuff like Marvel, Star Wars, they're your escape? They're yeah, your, yeah. Like you, you can escape that serious, you're always on, you're always trying to, 
I'm always running. I'm always fucking working. I'm always trying to build the pod. And then for me, like, ah, oh, I get to go to the movies tonight and watch fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. It's my escape. Is that what it is it's, for you? Yeah, 100%. And it was when I was a kid. I used to break into the movies when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was my escape from reality. Mm. Exactly what you say. I say my favourite thing to do in the world, if anyone knows me, like if I could have my choice on birthdays and anything is go to the movies mm. i love it because i literally zone out mm. and i like enter this other place away yeah. from everything yeah and i literally yeah i disappear for a couple of hours and i love it more than anything mm. because um, uh, for me that's exactly what it is like going to the movies like watching a movie at home is different like i can pause i have my phone i'm distracted yeah. but when you're at a movie yeah. you're, you're, you're in yeah. and you're just like this is the experience and you shut off for two hours you fucking eat shit that you normally yeah. wouldn't and yeah, chop bombs, popcorn, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and so you yeah. don't have to pay for, for so twenty dollars <laughs> <of chop bomb. laughs> eighty dollars of popcorn so never, you never yeah. leave the movie spending a hundred bucks feeling like shit you know yeah, yeah. that's true you're always yeah. fucking that was yeah. To me, it's Except so that unless you're Delby going to watch Ant-Man, Quantumania, oh, and he hated it. Did, <laughs> have you seen the latest Ant-Man? Yeah. Who did you like it? it? Did you like it? I didn't mind it. Oh, fucking I fucking didn't mind it, it either. I it was so right. lame, man. Delby didn't like it. I watched it last I night, I love actually. Marvel, man, but I just thought Quantumania was so fucking lame. Yeah, but Paul Rudd's joke's always a bit lame, so, yeah. like, so <laughs> yeah. I, I liked him in the one and two. Like Ant-Man was my, one of my favourites. Mm. Ant-Man 2 was good. But number three, it just seems so fucking lame for me, man. Like, mm. the way they get sucked into the quantum world is just dumb. I thought mm. the bad guy was pretty good, man. Who? I thought the bad dude. The bad guy? Good well, good. he's just been done on DV charges, hey? Yeah, so... Oh, he's no. been cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so he's a bad guy <laughs> in real life. But I think we've um, we, we talked about this recently and I haven't kept up to date because I've tried not to look at anything because I haven't yeah, seen Guardians. I don't want to see, see any spoilers. I watched number one last night. It's so much better than I remember. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. But uh, what I have noticed is Disney aren't doing what they've done with everyone else in the past, which is like Johnny Depp and stuff. As soon as there's an accusation, and what we, goes back to what you were talking about before, you know, you, you guilt, you're innocent until proven guilty. So Disney has stood by him until their court case. Now I Just don't know if enough. that's I don't know if they've if that's come and finished. Like yeah. like I said, I haven't kept up to date because I don't want any spoilers for Guardians. Yeah. But they were going, nah, we're not going to fucking. Chuck him out yet Because he's good. a great villain He's a good yeah, actor he was sick, yeah. Jonathan Majors He's yeah, fucking he's incredible He's very calm yeah. I've, never, I've never seen anything like that That mate like, Yeah that was sick That what he that performance Yeah, yeah. And if, if you've watched uh, The Loki series He's fucking incredible Like the cadence And the acting And the wit the, He's very odd And then the next character He can be a cunt And then you can see With the variants It's going to be good But you also see him In the Creed movie The recent Creed movie He's oh, fucking jacked man yeah, Like right He's a beast and he looks like a mean motherfucker in that. So the, the roles that he can play is incredible. Mm. So I really, for the, for, <laughs> I don't know, this could be, I could be fucking talking shit now, but I really do hope that what has been, he's been accused of, bashing his girlfriend, um, is incorrect. Mm. And it is just what he said. She's just trying to fucking fish him for money. Mm. But that said, yeah. I, I want to go watch Guardians 3. Fucking oath. Guardians 1, I watched it last night, and uh, Batista, what's his character's Drax. name? Drax. Drax, yeah. So funny, yeah, man. He's so good, man. Well, I know so this is funny. his last one. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Because, fuck, imagine how long it takes to put on that fucking makeup. Oh, yeah. His costume. <clears throat> but, like, I forgot how funny it was because he goes, I think Star-Lord goes, oh, he's so um, literal, they don't understand metaphors. It'll go over their head. And Drax goes, goes nothing head. goes over my head. <laughs> my first <laughs> reflexes will catch it. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful writing. I was actually going to bring that up before you even said it then. I yeah. Because oh, I remember that, yeah. That was so good. Not many people got it in the movies when yeah. he said that. I thought it was real funny. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those sorts of escapes, <laughs> like uh, the Marvel movies. When he's talking about um, Gamora and he's like, even this whore is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's giving her a compliment. But I do. I, I do. I, I think they've. Uh, Marvel has gone down that track of action and comedy. Perfect. Yes. Uh, they probably went down a bit to the. They got a new CEO a while back, um, and he went down the woke agenda, oh, and they've just got man. rid of him, and they're going back down. And you can see straight away, Guardians of the Galaxy Three was a. Was a uh, who was his name? The director and writer. Fuck, I can't remember. But he's far better. Anyway. Wasn't it James Gunn again? James Gunn, yeah, James Gunn yeah. did all three of the. And there's a the reason he was. Um, there's a reason they're so good is because mm. he's the one who writes and directs. I liked um, when um, Thor was done by. Uh, so take a white yeah, yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, so sick. funny. They probably went a little too far with the humor in the last one, but yeah, uh, Love and Thunder wasn't. Yeah, it was Love and Thunder was. I thought it was going to be sick because of Christian Bale, but yeah, he yeah. did really well. He, did, he yeah. played a good bad guy for yeah. sure. Uh, Russell Crowe was pretty funny yeah. as as <laughs> I Zeus. Didn't that, eh? yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was hell funny, man. Yeah, he's coming back as well. But, but um, um, and then uh, um, we're gonna start a revolution. Revolution. What I was going to ask you as well, like so. Uh, through COVID and stuff like that, uh, you were just coming out of prison. Was that right? Um, no, I was out for a while okay. before COVID. Um, so did that become an issue trying to box and get into yeah, so interstate Yeah, so when I finally took me years to fight again, then COVID happened. I opened my gym around COVID mm. and I was like, um, at the start of COVID, remember when it was real strict, where mm. like you couldn't go anywhere? Mm. Well, I let everyone train at my gym. I had like 500 people there. Sick. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, um, and then no, fuck him. He's gone now. He can't fucking do shit. <laughs> yeah, old mate, Marky Mark. But everyone else yeah, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, um, I just, I didn't charge anyone. Obviously, like I let everyone train there, and um, I felt bad. Like I thought it was fucked that people couldn't train and this and that. Mm. So. I, um, oh, yeah. and fucking how good a decision was that, you know? Trying to fight a respiratory disease and let's ban all exercise, you yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But my chair, I got a couple of them shots or whatever that they give you. My chest has never been the same since. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, I've always felt way more fatigued since I had, had mine. Yeah. Like way more fatigued, man, for last year's. Fucked up. My mum, she's got like some chronic. Chronic uh, lung thing now. Mm, yep. And my mum's my mum's potential inju- injury. We, oh, I can't I can't one hundred percent say that mm. because no doctor will say that's what caused it. But fuck, you know, a few weeks later, <coughs> after having AstraZeneca, you start getting a few pains, and it ends up being thrombosis and blood clots. So, <laughs> which is why it's off the market now. Yeah, AstraZeneca has been taken off the yeah. market, or I think removed from the therapeutic goods thing um, because of thrombosis yeah. and blood clots. So, so what a coincidence! Yeah. So uh, give us a, give us yeah. a prediction for your fight before we finish up. Mm. What's the prediction? Uh, and when is it? Mystic it's, ne- it's next Saturday. Next Friday night. Next Friday night. Yeah, and Adelaide. on Foxtel. Uh, I think or KO be on like all the fight KO whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Give us a prediction because I'll put ten bucks on it. <laughs> Hang on, is that legal? I was going to say, I'll tell me I'll get 10 years jail for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We got him, we got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what All do right, you reckon? Don't, no, well, don't give us a prediction then. Um, because what do you, what do you if it happens, then they yeah, can then say. Yeah, then I'm fucked, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll win. I oh, know I'll win. I don't yeah. know how I'll win or what. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Is that just the mindset? You're just like, I'm going in. Yeah, like, I always win. My mindset's I'll never, yeah, I'll always win. Mm. Um, what happens uh, between now and your fight? What's your training schedule? So after this, are you going to... Go for a run. Yeah, so train. I was gonna. I'll train tonight. I've been training in the mornings and then at night. Um, my fight's always usually later. Late, yep. Later, I'm usually around the main event. If it's WA, I'm the main event, and then over there I'll be like at least semi. Yeah. So it's like later, like yep. ten o'clock ish or whatever. Um. So I do training at that time now because yeah, it's smart. Soon train in the morning. And um, my this week's my hardest week of training for the fight. 
and then tapering down from like probably normally it should be from this Friday, but I'll probably wait till Sunday or Monday because yep. I'm a bit behind. Because fuck, man, like boxing fitness is different oh. to any other fitness 100%, you ever yeah. do. Yeah, um, it's de- definitely when like. Because I play footy and I, I was reasonably fit. And I remember like in the off-season, I'd go train at like Lacey's. One round and you're fucked. <laughs> One play, minute and you're fucked. I play it's, footy still, yeah. yeah. So it's just different, man. Yeah. Um, even like swimming. You know, like swimming is the same, like yeah. the, the different sort of yeah. styles Systems. of fitness. But boxing is just the one that I've just been like, fuck, man. Like, fuck, though. Yeah, every time I do it. And then you sweat differently. Mm. Like it's just like... Yeah. Like I sweat pretty bit like I'll sweat in this because of the concentration or whatever I guess but when you when you're grappling and sh- fuck mm. it's just <laughs> you're like fuck Jesus Christ like there's something yeah, yeah you're doing a bit of work. Yeah, you but don't want gel in your hair when you're boxing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your straight down. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. What um what are you running like stupid distances? What's the sort of Yeah, I've always ran um I'm I I feel like I'm fitter than every other boxer cuz mm. of the intense shit I do. So I run about 9K. Um, I run 5K as quick as I can. And then I'll do like 4K in sprinting. Like yeah. I do sprints. And I do that. I used to do it every day. But to protect my body now, I do it like every second day. Yeah. Um, and I just try and beat times. And like close to the fight, I'll lift it up a tiny bit. Like where it's like to the point of fuck. And then everything else I do, I do as hard as I can for three minute rounds and a yeah. minute off. So like the spin bike or the roll or whatever. Yeah. And I do have many rounds on fighting. Yeah. So, so I'm fighting eight rounds. I'll do eight rounds of that after my run. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's my cardio. And then boxing. I don't have the mental fortitude, man, because after 50 seconds, I'm like, no, nah, I'll just fucking have a break now. But if, I guess it's different when you know you're putting your consciousness on the line. If you're going to fight someone, you're like, no, fuck that. Like, I need to put this in because if he's doing that, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do that double, triple. It's I, just, I always train like that anyway, but yeah. even like when I was in prison or wherever, if I'm not getting ready for fights, I still train that way because I have to train for a purpose. I can't go for a slow run, for example. Yeah. I can't run slow for fucking – after a K, I'll stop. I can't do it. I have to have like a purpose within every run. Like yeah. I'll try and beat something or do some you, shit. Do you but, think you'd turn that into a – like once boxing's finished in five, ten years, whenever that is, <clears throat> do you think you'll turn running into – because for me, running's become an addiction. Like I just – I love it. More for zoning out. Chuck my headphones on and just fucking run. And like yesterday, I took my car in to get some servicing done. I jogged home and then jogged back to get it. And I just fucking loved it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's something I do ultra marathons and stuff like now. Is that something you'd no, go I down? Hate, or? I hate running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good at running because I do it so intense, but I fucking hate it. I yeah. hate it. When I wake up, I'm like, fuck it over. I hate it. I like have to talk shit to myself to somehow get it. Yeah, yeah, but that's a great mindset to do something you fucking hate. Yeah, dog, David Goggins over here. It is fucking David Goggins stuff. Like, yeah, you yeah. do the shit you hate to make you harden your mind. and, and Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Running that's, sucks, but I yeah, just do I it because it's the only thing I can so do It's so boring, man. It's so pointless. It's just, oh, it's not pointless. It's good. You get the best benefit from it, but it's like, <laughs> why are you doing it? You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I, I do it for? Podcast in and yeah, that's, that's what I do because I never have a chance to listen to a podcast, listen to music to zone out. I can't out. do that because the train, like, I can't listen to a song because when I run, I've got to do it really hard or else I can't do it. Yeah. So when I'm running that hard, I can't fucking, I have to, like, mm. 
concentrate on fucking not concentrating or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> concentrate on not concentrating. Yeah, like literally meditate out of the pain zone. Quote that up. Concentrate yeah, on, on not, not concentrating, concentrating or that's some pretty, shit. That's pretty true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty true. Fuck yeah. Um, um, uh, cool. This is a sick episode, man. So it did not go the way I thought, like Pokemon hustling. and Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking sick, yeah. man. So uh, interesting. Anything you want to plug, your gym, um, the fight, anything like that? Game shop. Ah, it's all good. I'm fighting... Uh, yeah, next Friday night. Cool. Really. Get behind the Jedi. Sick. Use Delby, you want to plug anything before we go? Uh, what have I got? I'm on at the lounge this weekend. I'm emceeing the mm-hmm. whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a Disney Pixar quiz Thursday, the 22nd of June at the Left Bank. Um, I think that's the next sort of big couple of things. And if anyone's in Brisbane bringing Teacher Comedy Night over on Ooh, yeah. the 29th of June. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nearly sold out the first one so we're going to add and I'll be hosting Sunday singles over there on the July the 2nd so I'm there for a week as of 27th of June flyover on Tuesday shows until Monday and then back Tuesday okay yeah good uh, I've got uh, a few shows lined up now Delby so I've got the 13th I'm at ECC uh, which is in two weeks, I think. Uh, 17th, I've got West Perth Footy Club um, Comedy Night, so the tickets should be up. Oh, yeah. I think Who's Rum and I'll be on that. Yep, Delby so. and Who's Rum will be on, on that one. And 28th, I'm at Port City uh, on the Wednesday night. Um, and my media company, B32 Media, hit me up if you want any video uh Photography, social media work done, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, and also we'll talk about this more on um, on with Rory, who's coming on on Thursday. Rory Lowe, he's in town. Um, uh, I've been doing carnival for uh, I'm six days in now. I'm feeling bloody good. We'll go more into it in uh, with Rory and yep. and have a chat about that. But um, everyone, I shouldn't have put an update on this morning because I've had about thirty eight messages asking how it's going. Yep. So copy and paste send. Yeah, sick. Thanks sick. for that much. Fucking Thanks, awesome bro. episode, bro.